0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. away me step back! And kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, time! When the City Assassin does it again!
1: The Denver Nuggets are NBA champions, first time we've ever been able to say that. Denver wins the NBA Finals 4-1. I'm taking credit for calling the gentleman's sweet. Nikola Jokic wins MVP, best player on the planet. That's now the offseason. The offseason's here for everybody. We've been talking Bulls offseason for way too long because the team that Denver beat, beat the Bulls. Now everybody's in the offseason. Everything's on the table. We're going to dive into the draft, which is nine days away. That not on me something fierce. You got free agency coming up, and it sounds like it's going to be pretty trade heavy this offseason. A lot of possibilities, a lot to dive into on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network. Presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls basketball member and Tennessee Vols CJ Watson. CJ, it's here. Everybody's done playing. Denver wins the title. The off season's upon us. We got to find something to talk about.
0: Yeah, we got to find something to talk about, something to do, like you said, and something to watch. Because, uh, like you said, everything's off. Uh, no more sports for a while. So, we've gotta keep ourselves, uh, you know, busy.
1: Hey, they're still doing that hockey though. At least as of Tuesday night, they're still doing that hockey. I'm I'm rooting for Vegas, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vegas all the way. Go nights go.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm mad that we missed them when they were playing Dallas when I was out your way. We were hoping to like maybe like not even get into the arena. We wanted to be around the vibe, and I can't even imagine right. how it is out there right now. And you know, we're dropping this Tuesday night, so the series is still going. I can guarantee you that when the show drops. Tomorrow, I'm not sure. But for right now, there's still <laughs> hockey, which ties me into our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag, which is Your number one source for all your championship finals, information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's Stanley Cup Finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. What are you waiting for? Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code Believe to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V to receive that 50% bonus at BetOnline, Online. It's where the games start. Don't forget, we have an official t shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, the Last Dance campaign style t shirt exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly, rapidly growing list of shows on the network. The official shirt of our program, though, Jordan Pippa 98 the last dance com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. I just bought a really sweet polo from the Believe Shop that should be here later this week. Now that I'm playing a lot of golf, which I encourage people, please don't look at my arms after this weekend. But mm-hmm. we got polos, you got hats, all kinds of great stuff at the Believe Shop. And thank you to everyone checking us out on TuneIn Believe TV, and which is officially now on FUBO TV, new partnership with Believe. Many more places you can check us out. YouTube channel as well. We appreciate you jumping in. We are recapping the 2022-23 NBA season. It is officially over. Nuggets beat the Heat in five games. And say again, the Joker, the MVP. First of all, what a series. Like, I'm glad Miami made it kind of competitive there for a minute, and then Denver just showed why they're so good this year. Like, initial reaction to whatever that was from the Nuggets, because that was impressive.
0: Yeah, it was very impressive. Uh, just the style of play that they play, uh, the, the years that they put in, you know, from drafting Jokic to – you know, putting uh, players in place, get ready for Aaron Gorn, uh, Jamal Murray coming back from injury. Uh, I think it's a great story. Uh, And, you know, hats off to Miami Heat. They played a, a great playoffs, a great finals. Uh, They, you know, kind of really uh overachieved, I feel like, this year. And so I think it was, uh definitely, you know, they kind of just met their match in, in Denver and couldn't really get past them.
1: Like, I'm watching this series and I'm trying to look at it from the Bulls' lens. Like, you know, obviously we do a Bulls show. I'm trying to find the Bulls' angle here. Arturis Karnashova's had a hand in drafting guys like Michael Porter Jr., Nikoli Jokic, Jamal Murray. And I'm sitting here going, where is that with Chicago? You know, you've got, I mean, you hit on aisle. Right. I definitely hit on aisle. Patrick Williams, I mean, you look back, maybe he was a reach, but I, I mean, I did another thing. I was on with uh, Josh from the Cherry stripe last week on AMP. We went through, like, I don't know anyone else you would have taken it for. Looking back right. at it now, if you could read draft, still too soon, but it's conversation. Dalen Terry was a reach. I don't think it's a stretch to say he was a reach. Like the draft success hasn't been there in Chicago, but that Denver team, you've got to credit Arturis Karnaschobis for doing that. And that's something that's kind of getting overlooked in a way, just because of where the Bulls are right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to, hopefully he can bring some of that magic and draft uh, expertise to the, to the Bulls into their off season. So hopefully, like you said, he can make some good picks in the future, uh, not this year, but, you know, obviously in the future, but hopefully that can uh, work in the Bulls' favor.
1: I mean, hopefully he can this year. There's a way he can. You just got to make a trade. Somehow make, make some
0: magic happen, but I don't know if it will.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I want to believe in magic. Right. I do. But I don't know. The, the magic kind of took away the bull's magic with that number 11 pick. But I was talking with one of the guys I work with that on three is a magic fan. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome for that. Because now yeah. Orlando's in the driver's seat. And I don't know. We're, the draft is still again nine days away. We're going to do more of that in a little bit because there's some chatter going on. There's more chatter about the draft. But I want to stick with the Nuggets here. Just, I mean, what they did this year—they didn't have much playoff experience coming in. It seems like at least not deep runs like conference finals, especially not the NBA Finals. What they were able to do behind Jokic, and they're still young too. They've got dudes, and they can be around for a while. I think. I think they can maybe make some noise next year for sure. They're my pick.
0: Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, they were my pick all this year. Like I said, they uh, added uh, quality players, uh, role players. Uh, just do deal with their, with their expertise at. And uh, like Michael Porter, Judy, you know, shooting jump shots knocking down threes. Uh, Didn't knock down a lot in the finals, but uh, played some great defense. Uh, you can't teach his length and size. And then, you know, like I said, air, add, adding uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, Jamal Murray is another, you know, uh, Batman to, to Jokic is the is Robin. So I think uh, they played well and all those pieces fit together well.
1: Yeah, they do. That's the thing. They fit together well. It's one thing to have all the pieces. Look at the Brooklyn Nets three years ago. I mean, look at, you had Harden, you had Kyrie, you had (laughs) KD. What did they do? They didn't play even a half a season together in total. You can have all the pieces you want. It's making that all work. And obviously having a guy like Jokic who can tie that entire offense together when you play through him. And I think Michael Malone deserves the credit too for getting this team ready. Like that's a big spotlight against Eric Spolstra is not easy to coach against. Look at the Tyler Hero decision. Tyler Hero was available to play in game five. Built this whole thing up. Tyler Hero is going to play. He didn't see the court. Yeah, so you're going up against a master tactician and someone who's very good at his job.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Eric supposed is definitely one of the best coaches. And uh, Mike Malone, I've always been a fan of his. The way he uh, is very detailed, I feel like, and this the offense he runs, a lot of movement, a lot of passing. Uh, like I said, you can get a big man like Joker, like Joker, who can pass the ball, can shoot it, and you can drive to the basket, and uh, he just looks so funny out there. You know, un- unorthodox and all the shots, off balance shots he makes is just it's just crazy, and it's just, it's kind of just a joy to see. <laughs>
1: He's also the most relatable superstar I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, with Lisa Salters after the game. He was like, the job's done. We can go home now. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Never, and then in the press conference, they were talking about the championship parade. If he's excited, he's like, and he looks like there's a parade. He's like, I just want to go home. <laughs>
0: right, like, yeah. like,
1: he's so relatable. And I love it. I think that's what makes him stand out. they talked about this a lot. He's not going to give you the soundbite game yeah. in game out. He's not going to be your viral clip in the press conference. Yeah. He's just a guy playing basketball who happens to be really freaking good.
0: Yeah, yeah, seriously. He's just so humble. Uh, like you said, so relatable and uh, all the fans and everyone can just, you know, kind of just relate to him because he just work, goes out there and works out. And at the end of the day, he just wants to win. He doesn't really care about the attention, doesn't care about the awards, the stats. Uh, he's just out there just playing the game. If he goes for 50, 12 and 12, you know, it's and they win, he's just excited as if he has, you know, one, one and one. So <laughs> I think uh, it's great to see and good for the game.
1: And I'm glad he won MVP, too, because he put together an amazing series. And yeah. I I don't want to get into – I mean, I heard this all day on ESPN. Is he the most skilled big man of all time? Is he the best big man ever? The guy won one title less than 24 hours ago. Let's give it a right. little time to breathe before we put him <laughs> on Mount Rushmore here. Like, right. great player. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But give it a little time before putting him up there with, like, Bill and Hakeem and yeah. Kareem and all these guys. Like, give it time here but we're watching something special there's no denying that
0: yeah yeah for sure he's definitely special you know that's a, that's the job of the media to always you know keep the conversations going and i think definitely if he can you know go for you know maybe win a couple more titles and uh, continue this streak of, of playing well and getting mvps and stuff like that he'll definitely be in that conversation as one of the big men ever cuz like i said he's super skilled talented uh plays uh i think he played a lot of, a lot of games this year so he doesn't really miss a lot of games so he's very uh available so i think that's a big big thing also in this day and age
1: yeah, he's definitely durable, and that's part of what makes him stand out, too. A guy his size who does what he does, and he's durable. The best kind of ability is availability, yeah. and he definitely fits that. But let's go to the other side with Miami. That team felt like they got hot at the right time, and that's what it takes in the playoffs. I mean, you know yeah. that. What happens in the playoffs is you get a team that's hot, you can they can go all the way, and Miami almost did. It's the eighth seed going to the finals. Even without Tyler Hero, who I say, I just – that I want to put my tinfoil hat on for a second because you heard all this. Tyler Hero is going to be back. He's coming yeah. back. Miami's going to get their shooter back. He didn't play. So is that like, I don't even know if it's allowed. Like, can you put up that smoke <laughs> screen, make it seem like he's going to play, and then just don't play him to throw the other team off? Because if that's what Spolstra did, it worked for three quarters.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a lot of mind tricks, a lot of psychology into it. And I think, you know, Eric Spolster is one of those Pat Riley guys who's just tough and tough-minded. And he feels like, you know, this Team got him here this far. Why would we need Tyler Hero now? <laughs> right, you know, but I think maybe if they would have won this game and then maybe went back to Miami, then maybe he would have played him. But like I said, I think he's just one of those old school coaches and just has that, you know, that kind of dog toughness to him. And he's, uh, you know, like I said, just this team got him here this far and they can they can win this game for him.
1: I told my dad, if Hero didn't play and he and this was at halftime, like if Hero doesn't play and they built it up like he was going to play, that's very Pat Riley, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's yeah. mess with the other team a
0: little bit, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the Definitely. experience. Yeah, definitely into his, you know, player psychology, coach psychology, whatever it takes to win. And sometimes that's what it takes. And like I said, they almost had him for three quarters.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think the better team just won. I think Denver was yeah, deeper. Yeah. I think they were more skilled. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler, I don't know what happened in this series. Like he just was not the same Jimmy we saw yeah. through the first couple of rounds. And maybe he was gassed. I mean, he was he had a, he had a heavy load there yeah. for most of the playoffs. Maybe he was just out of gas, but it really shows that this team went when Jimmy went and he needs some help.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. He needed a lot of help. I feel like uh, he took them as far as he could. Um, I think they, I knew coming into the series that I, I didn't feel like they were going to win. They needed a lot more playmaking and um, they just didn't have it. Um, like you said, uh, and Jimmy did all that he could, uh, but he couldn't really get past that length of Aaron Golden, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And they just threw so many guys at him, KCP. So it's hard to, to you know, to really get into a rhythm when they're throwing so many guys at you and uh, being so tactical with you.
1: And the play that stuck out to me was the last one. When he, he dribbled, he did the the pump fake jump stop. And it looked yeah. like, I don't know what he was trying to do. He ended up passing it. I think it was yeah. Bruce Brown came away with the steal. Like,
0: no.
1: I don't know what he was doing. Maybe that was again, maybe that was fatigue. Maybe that was just a broken play and he just didn't know where to go with the ball. But I mean, there were, there were plays where you're scratching your head going. That's not the same Jimmy. We saw two rounds ago or even last round.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I just have to, you know, give a credit to uh, the Nuggets defense. I feel like they're just, they're bigger. Uh, they're faster than Jimmy and what he was probably used to seeing. Like I say, I feel like that length just bothered him the whole series. He wasn't really able to get off or getting of those pump fakes off that we seen the first couple rounds of him, you know, getting to the paint and and uh, hitting those jump shots or even getting fouled. So I think they were very good defensively. That's kind of what changed the changed the whole series around.
1: And I'm not going to get into the officiating. It was just. The Officiating yeah. was bad. Okay, you it's can't terrible the last
0: game. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> it was just like, blame it was that like rugby out there.
1: <laughs> it was it looked like
0: street ball. Like seriously. I, <laughs> I don't I don't
1: mind that, just not in game five of the NBA finals. Like right, yeah. If you'd have told me that was a game in December, I'd have believed you with the way I mean it was it was exciting to watch, I feel like, because you just didn't know what yeah. was gonna happen. But at some point you're sitting there going, someone's gonna get hurt.
0: Yeah, seriously, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm not gonna blame the officiating for jimmy having like a bad game like there were other factors in that yeah. as well and i know that was all over social media oh the, the officiating is bad well you know what sometimes if it's bad both ways it's bad both ways like sometimes you yeah. just have a bad night
0: yeah you just can't complain if it's bad both ways if it's, if it's one way or the other then you can really complain but i felt like guys you know if this was like back in the day guys would have definitely got texts because some of those are blatant fouls and i just don't understand how you'd not call that as a rep <laughs> you, well the you're one trying I'm... to make the game go longer it doesn't matter <laughs>
1: The one that stood with Jimmy late when he it looked like he kicked his leg out and he it looked like he kicked Aaron Gordon like I couldn't believe that stood like I, don't know I thought I was. thought that was a foul on, did
0: you Aaron. yeah I thought he walked under him a little bit did he that's why okay. hey, I was definitely questionable like I don't I don't think they're gonna call this an offensive foul because he kind of walked under him a little bit but I can see you know both sides of it but I definitely you know I think Jeff and Gunny was just kind of blowing it out of proportion <laughs> but I love to hear you know the, that commentating but it was definitely funny to see but I, I agree with the call I don't know.
1: Yeah, like I didn't think it was a foul on Jimmy. Let me be clear. Like I think was, I yeah. thought it was just incidental contact. I just yeah. didn't think it was a foul, period. Like I thought it was clean. I thought it was okay. We'll just keep playing. Everything's fine.
0: Yeah, it's kind of how they call it, you know, through the whole series, with guys walk under you, like you know, that whole Zaza Pachulia, uh, Kawhi Leonard thing when he yeah. sprung his ankle. So I think they're trying to protect guys, especially the offense uh, when you're landing and stuff like that. So I mean, it's been called the whole year. So I think it's, uh, I think I thought it was a good call.
1: Yeah. I mean, Hey, you're, you're more qualified to see it than I am. Like I'm just watching no. as a fan. Like I, I didn't think it was a foul at all, but again, I'm watching on TV going, I, you could, I could have seen it another time. Like, okay, maybe I see something. I just not right, And yeah. when, when yeah. they said it stood, they didn't say it was confirmed. They said it stood. I'm like, okay, they didn't have enough.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah like, it was that's definitely, you know, questionable. But like I said, I I saw the fans reaction on the, uh, on the jumbotrons. I was like, Oh yeah, they're not turn- overturning this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and now like I mean I, that could have easily flipped the game though. Like yeah, with yeah. The way the, the way the Heat responded yeah. after that, that could have completely flipped the script. The Heat took a lead at one point, but I just say yep. again, the cream rose to the top. Denver was the better team all the way. Yeah, like, I, I just go back to the depth too. Like Miami had no depth. Yeah, yeah Denver had. At all. I mean, they had guys like Bruce Brown stepped up in a big way. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. didn't fill up the statue. He still had a good series. Like they've got yeah. Aaron Gordon.
0: Yeah,
1: like take out take out Bam for Miami. You got Cody Zeller
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well <laughs> right yeah yeah i think jeff green played a big role too like a yeah. lot of those guys played a I big knew I was role missing one. Uh, and uh i think miami was definitely gassed uh you know that altitude in, in denver is a real thing uh guys can you know say it's not real at all but once you get up there and run up and down the court a couple of times and your mouth is like white and dry i think they'll definitely feel it so i definitely thought they felt it and just for def- def- definitely just were gassed especially that fourth quarter and you,
1: I mean, you played in Denver. You you know exactly what that's like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a good feeling. It's definitely when you first run them down the court, you have something you have to get used to. And like, like I said, just train in. And Denver always has the upper hand because they're in that, you know, constantly year round.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, They that's definitely a nice home court advantage in more ways than one. Like yeah, when yeah you can, for sure. When you have that in your back pocket. But now the off season's here. We're now yeah. the draft. It's going to sneak up on you right away. I mean, it's June 13th. Finals are over. The draft's coming up June 22nd. Not a lot of turnaround here. And the bulls don't have a pick as we've talked about ad nauseum the last month or so since yeah. the lottery, but I've I'm more intrigued on in what's going to happen at two and three. And we'll save that for next week. That's what we call a tease in this business. <laughs> but number three, we keep talking about what Portland's going to do. Talk about the chatter of them, maybe trading that if they do, I want the bulls to be all in little name, your price level all in. But now we're hearing stuff, but maybe Dame could get traded. You talked about that when we brought this up initially, you think they might trade Dame. Destination coming up is Miami. What would you think of Damian yeah. Lillard in Miami?
0: I think I like that combination. Like I said, another playmaker to help Jimmy out, take some uh, a lot of pressure off for of Jimmy. Uh, he's a capable shot maker. Someone like they needed someone like him the last night in the clutch to be able to make shots, you know, and uh, just get the ball out of Jimmy's hands. But I think uh, I like Damian Miami. Uh, definitely have to give up a lot, I'm sure, but. I think it's a good destination for him. I think Portland has no choice but to, you know, just trade Dame and do right by a superstar who's done well so much in in Portland and, uh, you know, try to get his team over the hump, but just couldn't do it.
1: And the other option is you can either, you can keep Dame and you can go get another superstar. And that's where that number three pick and maybe Anthony Simons comes in. Like if you can, if you put another superstar with Damian Lillard, I mean, we, again, this was something we talked about Last week, you got guys like you've got Nurkic on that team. You've got Shaden Sharp on that team, who's a really good young player. But I also understand the argument of Dame's getting older. Do you want him with these younger guys who need to get these minutes and this experience and the big roles? Mm. It's a balance.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely balance. It's a hard decision as an organization, and uh, I'm sure it's even a hard decision for for Dame to you know just you know to bite the bullet and just be like, hey, I just want to stay because I'm loyal but uh, it's only so much loyalty you can have (laughs) if you're trying to win a championship and trying to be great. So I think uh, his best bet is to leave or uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him like maybe like in LA or something like that. But, you know, uh, I think I'm sure the, the, the chances in a sweepstakes for Dame are pretty, uh, pretty high.
1: You're talking the Lakers, right? Not the Clippers.
0: Uh, I mean, either or whichever one, who who knows? Yeah. I I wouldn't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just speculating. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely.
1: Like it's all that we're in, Pure talking season right now. There's right. no games going on. <laughs> like the games are over. This is now talking right. season. We're talking right. about talking. Like that's where the <laughs> I got the Miami rumor from get up today when they were talking to Wendy. Like yeah. this is it's just people talking and ideas. And I don't even know. I don't know what you'd ask for for a guy like Damian Lillard. I Means a guy who can do it all. Yeah. But if you're committed to a rebuild, which is that what you, that's what it would be. It it would be a rebuild if you get if you get rid of Damian Lillard and go young. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. It's
1: not a retool. So I don't know what you want what you'd give up
0: yeah i don't know either but like i said you probably you definitely want some young talent back um you know like i said because you're trying to trying to build for the future i feel like so you know and maybe getting some in the draft Uh, there's definitely some pieces in the draft can be franchise cornerstone future peaches uh pieces so i think uh definitely something like that but um you definitely want some kind of a lot of young talent maybe some picks too, just to kind of build
1: yeah definitely and that the pick to watch is number three like they they've got that and if they trade dame they're holding on to three like, that's not, that is not negotiable. Like, you've got to keep it's one or the other. You either keep Dame yeah, or you yeah. keep three. Cause right. he, at pick number three, you have your choices. And, you know, if he goes to, let's just, again, I'm spitballing. If he goes to the Lakers, they've got the 17th pick. There's dudes you can get at 17. We talked about, I think this is a good, I think it's a better draft than it's getting credit for. Yeah. If he goes to Miami, Miami's at 18. Like, it's same thing. So yeah. you're, gonna, I think it's going to be a first round this year at, that's where it starts from there. You mix and match players and everything like that. I just don't know what I can see both sides yeah, about yeah. what they want to do, whether they go young or they want to give Dana, champ game, a championship in Portland, because there's ways you can do that.
0: Yeah.
1: I can never be a general manager.
0: <laughs> yeah. As like I said, it's a tough job. I don't really want that job, but uh, definitely it's uh, definitely tough and something to, uh, you know, to, to look forward to. You know, you got a lot of choices, a lot of decisions to make. That's why I, I don't really criticize, you know, front offices. I, like I said, it's a hard job, but you guys just got to do what's best for, for the team at the moment. And also, you know, try to build for the future and make sure like all the, the money matches up for your owners and all that kind of stuff. So like I said, it's definitely a hard job.
1: I at least want effort instead of sitting on your hands at <laughs> trade deadline and free agency and the trade deadline. That's all I'm going to say. And you can, you can, interpret whoever you want that i'm talking about i mean it gives only no names names dropped (laughs) no no i'm not going to explicitly name anybody just look at the name of the podcast and you'll know who i'm talking about um but if if they want to make i want to make an effort here a pick to keep an eye on besides three because again we don't know watch out for number 10 i mean there's been people talking about that that's part of the talking season is what's dallas going to do at number 10 yeah starts and ends with what's what Kyrie irving is going to do yeah Kyrie goes back I don't know how I feel about that. after the way it went this year, I mean, right. I had high hopes on paper. You'd think Kyrie and Luke would be great. It was the opposite. Yeah. And they've got that number 10 pick. There was the rumor last week that came out Kyrie mm-hmm. recruiting LeBron. I'm not sure how much I buy into that. I think that's just smoke, but what Dallas does with 10 is very interesting. Cause if that's 10, I, again, the bulls should be right up front going. What do you want?
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sweepstakes for the bulls to get in there somewhere and kind of figure out and try to make this roster better. But uh, if I was Kyrie and you know, if I want to stay in Dallas, I definitely be trying to recruit LeBron uh, to make that team better. I just don't like the, the whole fit with Kyrie and Luca. And they're both two ball dominant players, not a lot of movement, uh, everyone just standing and watching. So I think, uh, you know, uh, one of them has to go. And obviously it's going to be probably Kyrie because Luca is uh, a fan- franchise of that uh, or the, fr- the future of that franchise.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree with you and I, that's just, I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. Cause if Kyrie goes, you, Definitely you hold on to that pick. Yeah, yeah. If Kyrie stays, you can get another playmaker in there. And I mean, you've got a walking triple double in Luca. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's he's like he's like Jokic. He falls out of bed, he can get a triple double. Like yeah, that's yeah. just the nature of how he plays his game. How that translates with Kyrie, like you said, a couple ball dominant guys like that, that's yet to be seen. But that's just something, you know. Mm-hmm. There's been ideas, there's been stuff thrown around about what about Dallas maybe trading that pick, and it seems like the scuttle is it's gonna be a trade heavy offseason. It just gets a yeah. sense there's gonna be a lot of trades, and the free agent market isn't great necessarily, like it's not gonna jump off the board. But one name that just came up the other day, Fred Van Vliet turned down his option from Toronto. 22 million plus, he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. He's gonna have his suitors, but I mean I've gotta ask, he's from Rockford. You gotta you gotta think about <laughs> it. It would have to be sense. a sign, in, it had to be a sign in trade. But would you want the Bulls in on Fred Van Vliet, depending on the price, or would you say whatever it takes?
0: Uh, I would say uh, depending on the price, I think that's a definitely a good fit, definitely a need that the Bulls need that we've been talking about, you know, the whole whole past year, especially with Lonzo, not knowing when he's coming back, if he's coming back. So uh, I, I like that. I like that pickup if they can pick him up and also keep, you know, Vooch and Damar and Zach and, try to put all those pieces together. I think uh, he's probably looking for a new situation with a, a new head coach, which is with his old coach leaving. So I think that's a probably a big maybe uh, reason why he left maybe. And also just like I said, just wanted to get a new deal. So why not go out there and get some uh, some of that free money? <laughs> he had a yeah. great year. So, yeah, he's going he's gonna to attract a lot, of, a lot of people.
1: Yeah, he's going to have a long list. I heard, I think, Wendy mentioned Philadelphia. Yeah. somewhere to watch, which that would be fun. Joel Embiid and Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Uh, potentially Harden, who the hell knows. But, like, but I mean, with the Bulls, we again you need shooting. He's a local guy. I don't know if you get a hometown discount. I mean, with a sign in trade, Will Gottlieb from CHGO brought up maybe Lonzo's money plus picks. I don't, I don't know what picks you had to give up though. Like, I don't I don't know how that would work. But I think you absolutely have to explore.
0: Yeah, I definitely think you got to explore it and uh, just try to figure out if it, if it can work for you. Because like I said I think that's a, a good fit, depending on what you have to give up or what you what you keep or whatever. So. I think uh, if the Bulls can go for that, that's definitely, uh, like I said, a need on the roster and something that can really make you a lot better in, in a short period of time.
1: Now, let me be clear. If they had a first-round pick this year, talking about the Bulls, you wouldn't trade a first-rounder this year for Fred Van Vliet in a sign-and-trade. That's not what I mean. Right. But it's a matter of you traded one this year, so you can't trade one next year. So you got to be the year after that. Is Toronto going to go for that? They're going to be in a re- I think they're in rebuilding mode, is what the sense is going to be. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. But I think I looking at this, the trade market, the free agent market, I don't see a reason why, at least with the trades, especially, the Bulls can't not be in on somebody. Like I think you have to explore it. And if it means giving up one of the big the big three, Damar, Vooch, or I guess Vooch is gone, but like Damar or Zach, if that's what it takes to make an upgrade and get to the playoffs, I think you're at that point because you have no picks.
0: Yeah, you got to do whatever you can. Uh, the front office has a lot of a lot of work to do, a lot of kind of uh, strategizing to do to make this thing kind of work out and and be better so you can get back in that playoff hunt. And uh, like I said, someone someone has to go and uh, hopefully, you know, they, they can make the right decisions and put a good team and roster together.
1: Well, hopefully something happens in the next nine days because that's when the draft is. And Jimmy Butler was dealt on draft day. I remember that yep. vividly. I was umpiring a baseball game that night when I <laughs> found that out. It was supposed to be done by the time the draft came and it rained for two hours. And then they move field because they really wanted to get that game in for some reason. I got paid. I didn't care, but right. you know, I remember when Jimmy got traded on draft night, maybe something happens next Thursday. Who knows? We will be back here next Tuesday previewing the draft and maybe more trade pre-agency talk. I'm sure things are going to heat up here. And there's, I'm sure there's more news coming from the NBA office about John Brandt. Maybe like that's something to watch. We'll be covering it all for you this off season out. There are no games to talk about. We are in pure, talking season because there's nothing to do but talk, and we're right. gonna we'll be doing a lot of talking you know still once a week usual schedule we'll do a special draft show as well especially if the bulls do something i don't know what if they do something but we're gonna go ahead and tie a bow and wrap up today's episode of Believe in bulls you're on the believe now we're presented by betonline.ag use that promo code b-l-e-a-v 50 percent welcome bonus and buy our shirt jordan ninety at the last dance shop.believe.com Thank you for checking us out. Believe TV. Tune in. Believe TV is also on Fubo TV, the YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. CJ, looking forward to more fun talk during the off season here because we're gonna draft, free agency, trades. It's gonna be heating up for our purposes.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna get amazing. It's gonna get better. Uh, it's gonna a lot of money flowing in this free uh, agency and a lot of a lot of trade rumors.
1: And the Bulls have no money to spend. So this is going to be really interesting.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, we got a lot of
1: time to spend talking about it, though. Looking forward to it. We'll see everybody back here next week. We're getting ready for draft week. It's going to be fun. This is one of my favorite days of the year is the NBA draft. It's kind of a culmination of what I do during the week with what I do here. It kind of ties it all together. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see everybody back here Tuesday.